The show continues as F1 pulls up to the storied Nürburgring. Honda gives us a shocking announcement. And where does this leave Red Bull going forward? Let's jump the start. Everybody, welcome in. Welcome back. The Jump the Start Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? Yancy. Hi. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I, High energy. I, I'm uh, I'm on coffee today. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> we got that one. <laughs> guys, before jumping in, I of course I want to make sure I mention our socials on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Jump the Start F1. On YouTube, we are Jump the Start Podcast, and we are also available across multiple pod- podcast platforms. I always screw that up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Platcast or podcast? Platcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. Dude, it's a late. It's late. It's, yeah. it's Wednesday. Gotcha. Tired. Yeah, man. Let's get into it. All the news... Well, the the craziest news and the most disappointing in the news. Honda leaving Formula One at the end of the 2021 season. They are the engine suppliers for Renault. I'm sorry, Red Bull. And, uh, like I said, I'm tired and it's late. <laughs> <laughs> They're the engine suppliers for Red Bull and for Alpha Tauri. Um, they've been in F1 since 2015. That's when they came back as engine suppliers for McLaren. They struggled mightily for a couple of years. Um, obviously, McLaren, the whole McLaren thing did not work out. From there, Red Bull picked them up as an engine ma- manufacturer. They worked closely together for one year with Toro Rosso, uh, AlphaTauri, formerly Toro Rosso, and before joining the Red Bull program last year and this year. What do you guys think? Ruben, what do you think of this? Shocking departure. Even they're making progress too. They've been doing good. Obviously, the um, Red Bull said that they knew it was coming, but we didn't know anything outside of you know because on this end. But it was surprising because they're making so much progress, and they're—I'm not going to say maybe the best engine, but they're right there. They're probably the second best right now. And you're leaving after you struggle all these years. You know, at the beginning, you struggle so much with McLaren. You come to Red Bull, and all you've done is just gain, gain, gain more. And now you're saying you're leaving? I don't know, man. I think there's more behind up, you know, behind it. Maybe COVID did it? You know, they're not say, really saying it. You know, obviously, they said, they said the reason. They're freaking gigantic. I know, but maybe, it's, you know, it's just like, like I said, it's just now that they're shining, they're leaving. It's just, in my world, it's ridiculous because, hey, we're right there. Why? Why? Where are you going? Like we're right there. Here, here's the thing. Break with, it down with Honda. <laughs> Let's go, Yancy. Honda. They are gigantic. They do have the money. I don't think it was a COVID thing. Remember, Honda's heavily involved in IndyCar. Yeah, because they're not pulling out of Indy. They're not. They the this announcement came, and it was obviously a shock. Uh, it was obviously a shock because we weren't expecting it. 
and they were making progress. I will push back on you and say that they, I, I maybe at the beginning of the year you could consider them uh, the second best engine, but Renault has really come on it's strong. overtaken them, yeah. Yeah. So they're it's, it's arguably still, they have to prove that they're still. close, but and they've won races. Uh, Renault hasn't won races. That's what I'm saying. Renault. But they have a good engine. Renault's still missing. I mean, Honda's there too with the consistency. I was like, Renault's still missing the consistency. But they're heavily involved in IndyCar. IndyCar is about to move to hybrid engine. I did not know that. They have twin turbo engines now. They're about to move. They're at, uh, It's either in 2022 or 2023. They're going to move to hybrid engines. How is it different than the hybrid engine of Formula One, though? We're already at hybrid engines. That's the whole point. Formula One is super expensive. But they've already developed the technology in the four years. And you can argue, considering McLaren's form uh, recently... In IndyCar. In, well, not in IndyCar, but just, um, just the way... that When Honda came in, they blamed it on McLaren because uh, they blamed it on uh, McLaren blamed it on Honda that they weren't doing that well, but they were. What happened was that they were really masking that the McLaren chassis wasn't that great either. So, but also the relationship wasn't that great. But when they moved over to to what is it, Alphatari, also Alphatari, it's a tongue twister, and and Honda. They, uh, Red Bull made sure that they acclimated to the Japanese culture. So, once you have that kind of kind of environment, you're able to develop things better. You're able to communicate better, you know. And it's obviously it's a works relationship that their own engine supplier. Now, going back to the IndyCar thing. So you have a fast development in Formula One. They understand the hybrid engine now. They actually done a pretty good job. IndyCar, the the day after Honda announced that they were pulling out of F1, they committed to IndyCar to the end of the decade. Yep, yep. That was like the shock to me. Like, what are they doing? So if they wanna if they wanna do any any development, because this is that's what racing is. Racing is a hotbed. It's basically a testing ground for any technology that you're going to put in your road cars. At the end of the day, what Honda does is sell cars. Yep. All of them. All of them. And they'll come up with, with they'll come up with all these engineering feats and all these technologies to put it in their cars, but they test them in an environment where they can they can stress out all their parts and everything that they do. F1 is part of that, but F1 is expensive. Yeah, they're stressing me out too by the way with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. F1 is expensive. So, but you can still develop hybrid engine technology in IndyCar, which is way less expensive than F one. So, when you're when you keep saying that F one is expensive and IndyCar is you know so much cheaper, what what are, what are, what is well, expensive? Also, what do you get it from? It's expensive because in F one, there's such a high rate. It's so much pressure, right? Mm -hmm. And everything that you do must be done at a fast pace. Mm -hmm. So, in order for you to do things faster, because why? Is you gotta hire more people. You gotta invest in your in your A and R. What is it? In your R and D, research and development. It costs a lot of money, especially when you want to do it as quick as you have to do it in F one, which is what makes F one special. Of course, 
Now you can do that development where you don't, and and obviously, I think at this point, hybrid engines aren't a new technology. They're in your road cars. Yeah, yeah. We're up to the point where we're up to the point where uh, road cars are moving to full electric now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. why why you why spend all the money in F one when you can do it with the IndyCar program? Well, let me say something about about Honda. You know they were the ones, the first ever to make a hybrid engine. I didn't know that. It was the well, that little ugly car that I think was it wasn't the, oh, pre- the, the, the what, car the over the the uh, the fit. No, it no. wasn't the fit. No? It was one that would look like, look like a baseball cap on steroids. <laughs> <or something. laughs> so one thing we did not mention is that Honda is leaving because they want to develop road carbon free road car technologies. So that their their whole business model going forward is shifting towards which most car manufacturers are doing. Don't be surprised if Honda winds up in Formula E. Again, less expensive. And you can test out your electric drivetrain just like Porsche is doing, just like Audi's doing, just like Mercedes is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean it Engine technology in F1 right now is old compared to what everybody else yeah. is doing. Yes and no. And you, uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier with with Renault wanting to push up, push up the, push up the the the, the, the we'll engine. Get, rules. We'll get to that. We didn't yeah. talk about it in the show. But um, you know, they uh, it used to be that F1 was the place where you can see all these new technologies. Yes, the top, top, And top then they'll make it into the road car. Yeah. That's no longer relevant anymore. It, it's it's so just a race. that the F1 lost the edge of on technology? Well, in engine technology, yes. I'm pretty sure there are other things, like, in, as far as, like, like materials and substrates, you know, of course, the, the, you know that, 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 they, they, that they use in their engineering and they use it in other sectors, but not necessarily automotive, no. So I, I just want to sharpen the point that you made as far as being expensive. F1 is more expensive because they give you a shell of rules and you have to work within that shell to develop the best engine. Whereas Indy, it's more of a spec series. Right. So right. that that's where the the two engines start to diverge as far as cost because now mm-hmm. you're spending a ton of time, like as you said, with the R&D to get those. When you get to five or six years in, like we are now, you're starting to extract thousands of a second and it costs you way more than what it did originally. And that's where we are. Right. You have more of a freedom to do more research and take a different route within F1 than you would do in a, in a, in a series like uh, Indy. IndyCar or even F2, which is all spec series, which is F2 is actually more of a spec series than an IndyCar because in IndyCar you have some areas where you can develop, but it's very narrow. So here's my here's my question, right? Here's my follow up question: What's going to happen with Red Bull and AlphaTauri? What uh, they have made a lot of gains from where Honda started with McLaren to where Honda is now, where Honda Red Bull as a team are winning races, and not only that, they're splitting the Mercedes. And if they could actually figure out that car and be consistent. Not even engine. Well, they've had engine problems, but they would be 
world driver champion at least. I can't say Albon will get to that point, but what what's the, what would be what's the result here for Red Bull and AlphaTauri? What I think is just that um, they'll go back into the regulations that they have already integrated into F1, and you know I started to see, but Renault be forced to supply them an engine if they cannot find a supplier. Or what's, be, what's the regulation? It's something that I think the the manu- the engine manufacturer has the least customers has to supply. Yeah. So right now Mercedes has Williams three. Yeah. Plus them, so they 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 supply four teams. They so will themselves. supply four teams. Well, they will. Yeah, because because McLaren, McLaren is going to them next year. They have Williams and they have uh, Racing Point. I was about Aston to say Martin. Force India, or uh, it's going to be Aston Martin next year. Everything changes a lot in F one. This year is a killer. Yeah, I also heard around there that Aston Martin might be developing a hybrid engine. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everything changes quickly. Yep. <laughs> so then you have Ferrari, who obviously supply themselves. Uh, you can supply up to three teams. I think the rules are, aside from the works team. Okay, so yeah. four teams max. Four teams max. So then you have Ferrari, which supply Haas and Alfa Alfa Romeo. Right. Okay, uh, and then and you have also. Renault. Who just has themselves right now? Well, they, now they have McLaren, but yes. next year they're gonna just, just be themselves. Them. Right, and then so the, the two only, the two Red Bull sister teams. So the only pool that Red Bull and AlphaTauri, because they have the same owner, obviously, is to go with Renault. But the problem with Red Bull is that they have, as far as engine suppliers, have burned a lot of bridges over there. Because <laughs> they have Ferrari too at one point. Yeah, I mean, they started off with a Cosworth engine, I think, when they first came in. Then they, they did Ferrari. They burned that relationship the to the point where they don't even like each other. Oh, my God. They hate each other. Uh, obviously, they had the most success with really? Renault, but that has... that. Relationship was sour for I don't know how many years. It was, it was, it was a literally a love hate relationship. And if you watch the first season of Drive to Survive on yes, Netflix, <laughs> you can zero. see even the second season that Christian Horner, the team boss of Red Bull, and Cyril Abitable, really <laughs> they don't like each other either. It's like two trolls trying to get along. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's insane. Uh, I highly trolls. recommend you watch that. It, that's probably one of the. Well, that and Gunter Steiner are probably one of the best parts of season one. So, and Drive to Survive. Red Bull and Alphatari were saying, based on the regulations, we'll be going back to Renault. What? Oh, man. Is there a way that they could become their own, own, own engine manufacturer? Right. So, that's. How much would that cost? So, that's that was the rumor floating around that they would. that. The rumor was yesterday that uh, Christian Horner and Helmut Marco went out to meet up with the owner of Red Bull, whatever, to potentially purchase the IP, the intellectual property of the Honda engine and create their own almost works manufacturer um, for the Red Bull under, what is it, under Mugen? Mugen. But Mugen is a Honda company, though. It's a Honda performance yes. arm. Mm-hmm. But... They're based in Milton Keynes, which is where Red Bull, the Red Bull factory is. Boom. Oh, sure. So much like. I thought Mugen was a Japanese company and they were, you know. No, they probably are, but they're based in Milton Keynes because Mugen is basically the performance. It's like the AMG of Mercedes. Yes. Like AMG to Mercedes is what Mugen is to Honda. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And obviously, AMG builds the engines for 
Mercedes, obviously the Mercedes road cars, uh, especially the performance cars, but they also build the engine the for all the F1 works teams. I mean, all the F1 customer teams as well, including would, the works teams. Would love to get like a, you know, like a little trip around there and just. Yeah. Let's do it, yeah. So how, they, how they build those <laughs> engines out and all that other stuff. That was, yeah. I don't know, but that was the rumor. I, Whatever. I haven't heard anything about it since. That's uh, interesting. But, but I, it would seem that like would that would move. be the route that they would prefer. Of course. Because. So they have to explore that option. Because the the issue, and it's true what they're saying, the issue has always, especially when they were with Renault, the issue is they are a team. They're a top performing team. They're one of the top three teams in the sport. Um, It was the third. It's the top two. Hater? It's Ferrari. <laughs> the Ferrari's been in the... <laughs> Ferrari has been the in the line. sport since 1950. Yeah. Okay. Declining. They're like 70 50, years. Right? This is what we celebrated in Tuscany. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't be mad. <laughs> so, and, and Christian Horner has said this before. The only way to compete at the top in F1 is to be a works team, which is why that relationship with Honda was perfect because Honda would only provide Red Bull in or, or AlphaTauri, which is the same owner, engine. So it's a works relationship. They don't have that anymore. And the only way you can win, as you can see, the only time you can win in F1 is if you have that engine supplier focusing on your team well, right now. the engine for your car. But that still have yet to be proven. Which sucks because then you don't have other teams really competing for wins. Yeah. Unless you get a crazy race. It's just, so because Mercedes was able to develop the engine so much better than everybody else, is their fault? Or did they, no. did they cause damage to F1 just because, you know, like, they were not cheating on the engine. Well, but Mercedes also didn't have a works team before these regulations started. The engine regulations were instated. And Mercedes also had a head start. No, they didn't have a works team. When they came back? 2014. When the regs changed? No. No. Uh, 2000, was it? Yeah, 2014. Yeah, actually, no, 2012, I think. It was, 2012 right? when they came back. I don't know. Whatever. It was, it was around remember. 2012. So... What was the year that Braun GP won? 09. So they came back 2010. 2010. Okay, so 2010, but 2010. So they suffered through the years of yeah, but Red Bull winning. Yeah, but but there was a worse. They were a worse team. But in 2010, that's when the hybrid era started. Was it? No. No. Was it 2012? No. 14. 2014. Okay. When they started to shine. So they they already had a program for the hybrid engine before that. So pretty much. What you're saying is that when they when they came back 2010, they pretty much just bought the team because obviously they bought a winning team because it was Braun GP. Yes, they bought. Yes, so they which just, used to be Honda. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And again, Honda, Honda's pulling out, so they they they're pulling out when at the top. They haven't won, but they're pulling out. You know, when at they're the getting edge. to the yeah. yeah. So, so what you're saying is pretty much that Mercedes just was waiting to learn. You know, what they were just pulling back on, on the development of that, that engine back then, suffering. They no, they had started they had started the development of those hybrid engines before anybody else could. Why? I don't know. But that's the that's money was what, there. I mean obviously, <laughs> but 
that's when they started winning. They did the best job of doing it. All right. So yes, speaking speaking of developing engines, I just want to pull the conversation back. Way back. Again. Yeah. <laughs> we went. Um, I feel like out. I'm walking a dog, and it's like getting away from me. <laughs> so speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of developing a, you're, you're, you're engines, you're walking a, a Rottweiler and a pit bull. <laughs> how does uh, this is a problem for Formula One because now their uh, power unit regulations are sticking through until 2025 through 2025. Every other engine manufacturer has now a six-year head start. Who would want to come in as a new engine supplier? Nobody. So now they essentially Pretty much un- un- lose five, six years. Right. Of they the essentially have to do everything they can to be able to make it to 2025 to make the new engine regulations somewhat friendly. Actually, Renault had brought that up as a team saying, look, they should just bring forward the 2026 engine regulations because what's going to happen if another domino falls? You know, th- we have we are at a point where F1 could fold in entirely, in, in entirety, no? That's my fear. I mean, if we uh, go where Yancy just said, they, they're not far from it. I don't think they'll fold. Well, they could. Because if, they're losing the I edge. I think they would have They would have probably. That's where you're coming from, right, Was They probably would have folded if they hadn't changed the, the regulation, the, 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 the financial the regulation, the yeah. budget. But, I mean, let's put it this way. There's already been rumors that Mercedes has been wanting to pull out or has been looking to sell the team or something like that. That's a manufacturer right there. I think that 2025 is too far, uh, uh, too far for them to keep up with these engine regulations. Is it 2025 or 26? 20. Well, it'll start it'll 2026. Start 2026 the new regulations. But it it just seems obviously what what happens if you leave the same engine regulations for a while, everything will converge and you're going to be more competitive. That hasn't happened yet. That's their theory. That's their theory, but it obviously has not happened yet. There's been. You know that that's the thing. We we are excited about the rule changes for 2022, but we don't know if they'll work. Just the same way we were uh, we were excited for 2017 when they changed the cars, when they made the cars, they wanted to make the cars faster, so they made them wider and they made them longer. But what what has what has happened as a result of that? Yeah, they're faster. You get faster lap times. You can't overtake. But you can't overtake. You can't follow. So the racing is eh. When the racing used to be pretty good. Yeah. Which is what now? Which is what they're trying to resolve now in 2022. But the the issue is that when you have the culture of F1 is here are the rules, and now the engineers come in and just start finding the holes. So you can give these rules, but you don't know if they work because you're gonna have some mastermind, a Wellington, <laughs> come in, and you know find the hole here. They'll, uh, just like Mercedes yeah. did with the hybrid engine, double diffuser. Yeah, when, and, or and that was what Ferrari was doing with the cheating engine. They, but that's the thing. But they you know, find loopholes. But, but you find a loophole. That's the culture of F one. But you might find a loophole that's that nobody else can figure out. And boom, you have a Mercedes. Did you guys see that video I shared to you guys in the group chat? No, so much work. There's a there's a page, a YouTube page called Donut Media. They share, oh, yeah. they share a video about like pretty much why it's Ferrari struggling and you know they broke it down. Like, I didn't I didn't well, see the video, that in but the, it's uh, a great notes. it's a great channel. No, and it's a great video too. Yeah, because the well, who opened the the channel for that was Rebel. They mm-hmm. did not protest the engine, but they say, hey, we found this. Can we do it? That's what opened the video. No, that's what opened the the supposed the, the investigation on the okay. engine to go even deeper. It's pretty much 
where the well, that's how everybody protests now. So where the sensor will kick in, the Ferrari will downgrade it, so it will show a hundred. But once the sensor will pass, they will upgrade again. Oh, it's wow. like some weird. Yo, I'm telling you, watch the video, guys. Okay, we'll put it in the show notes. I think that pretty much wraps it up I as don't far think as I the Honda. Watch it. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so sad. As far as the Honda thing, follow Ferrari. Uh, the other piece of news, it's, it's been a kind of quiet. Other than that, it's been kind of quiet. The other piece of news is the Turkish Grand Prix has decided to not, uh, they were looking to have 100,000 people attend the race. We saw fans in Sochi, um, but they decided not to go ahead or they decided to just kind of cancel that plan and just no fans. It'll be behind closed doors, the race. Because the world has been dealing. Actually, I'm a big I'm a big football fan. For those that don't know me, playing fantasy football, and it's been a struggle because there now the NFL has been really facing a lot of issues with COVID. So I, you know, I want to give Formula One credit, the FIA as a whole, because the only person that we've heard of that had gotten COVID is Sergio Perez. Yeah, no races have been affected. Everybody's been able to proceed as you know as uh, needed. Thank you, Hulkenberg. Yeah. Remember that? That was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when do you guys think we'll be, be able to go back to racing, to watch races at the tracks? Uh, or right, even at the bar that we go to? Uh, right, uh, right, uh, it'll be right around the time when the next season starts. And we'll be probably just phasing into that. So March of next year. March of next year. That that's That's the plausible timeline. When all of this started, it's going to be literally a year up Dude. until when COVID started. They can't keep doing this. Yeah. But, I mean, to have 100,000 people in one venue was pretty ambitious to begin with. Too ambitious. But now, you know, and then, like, you only had, what, a, maybe, like, 1,200 fans in, in Mugello, and then you had maybe, what, six, was it 10,000 fans in, in Russia or something like, like that? A lot more. Yeah. Um but you're talking about venues that hold up to 250,000 people. For example, the Turkey track holds up to 300,000 people. So, so if you put trot, in a third... Huh? Turkey trot or tra- Turkey... Trock, tra- not track. Trot. Track, <laughs> track. Um, Istanbul Park, I think it's what it's called. Um, That's a lot of people. But as we're seeing, and you know, many predicted that there, this is a second wave, and this is not just happening in Europe. This is happening all over the world. It's ticking up here in, well, the United States is a different story, but it's ticking up in places where the virus here in the States was at a level, was manageable, but now it's ticking up. It's ticking up all over the world. So, you know, and 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 I think F1 was right to expect this. They, they said things can change and we'll adjust accordingly. But they've done an amazing job. Yeah, as far as keeping, especially that they're traveling all over the world, yeah, the bubble works. Uh, the bubble works. The bubble works, and and the best sport that has done it here in the states, well, two. It's been actually the NBA, obviously, and the NHL. They had two bubbles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Safety first. Yes. Yeah. Congrats Absolutely. to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So race preview. Let's get it going. Track. Well, it's. All right, so it's the Eiffel Grand Prix, and it is at Nurburgring, Ruben's favorite track to drive. By the way, <laughs> I mentioned it last last <laughs> time, but it is Ruben's world favorite record track to drive. lap holder. Yeah, Ruben in a right. VW Sirocco. <laughs> nice car too. 
That engine purring around the Nurburgring. <laughs> it purred all right. Well, yeah. every, everything else roared. Well, more, like, wasn't more, like a, more like a like a screech. I was trying not to fly off the track. But, uh, Ruben, do you got any kind of history you want to add to this thing? Uh, obviously, it's right next to, or the track is also part of, of Norch Life. The Norch, whole yeah, the whole Nurburgring complex. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we haven't been there in a while. I believe since twenty thirty. 2013 was the last race. 2013 was the last race that we had. It's always pretty good races because of the changes in weather and all the other stuff that was occurred, you know, whether it be rain or, you know, the things that should happen in a normal, I guess, F1 race because things change with the weather wherever you go to. And um, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much the the sister track next to is the one with the major history that I watched. Yeah, that's where uh, Nicky Laura had his accident. Yes, sir. The sister track. Yes, so that I actually slowed down around that area just to pay tribute when I was there. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you threw flowers. Huh? Yeah, yeah, right. Jeez. So it's, I don't want to say it's current incarnation. In 2003, they tightened the final chicane. Uh, so they they had raced from there from 1995 to 2009. And then at that point, they started alternating the German Grand Prix with Hockenheim. So 2009, it was at, at Nürburgring, 2011, 2013. The last winner of uh, a race at Nürburgring, Formula One race at Nürburgring, was Sebastian Vettel in a Red Bull. Red Bull Renault. Ooh, we were just yes, talking sir. about Red Bull Renault. So. Can you say the name of the track? GP Strick. No, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot stay. Grand Prix course is called. And that's what it means. GP Strecky. So. Strecky? Something like that. My favorite part of the week. My favorite part of any preview. The map, <laughs> <laughs> the map. Yeah, see, you said you 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 had a surprise for us. What do you think that this map looks like? Oh yes, I'm sorry. I think I don't I don't know if I have the year right. 2013 was that the year that they raced with all the Mercedes? No, it wasn't 2013. It was 1980-something. Wow. That's that a big difference, up, dude. I know. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get the right number that they brought back a bunch of ex Formula One champions. No, it was it was the and first. And they raced all in the same, same same type of car. They all came back with like Mercedes. I you said that the first time that they raced at this iteration was ninety five or eighty five. Ninety five. They, they, so then ten years before that was the previous time before then that they had raced. So it was eighty five, then ninety five, ninety five through two thousand nine. So in eighty five, what they had done was that they put Formula One drivers in touring cars. Nineties, yeah, yeah, in touring cars, and they had them race there. Which was something that Vettel talked about, okay. which would have been, um, I, he he said that that would be nice if the drivers were to do that. Yes. Um, again, but which I doubt they'll do. So uh, so what does no, it look no. like? Track description. I want to know. What is your description? What What does this track look like to you guys? It yes. doesn't look like an animal to me. What does it look like? It looks like a laser tag gun. Come on. It looks like a laser tag gun. <laughs> Google, Google a laser tag gun. Wait, 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 Yancy. Is this a laser tag gun that you remember using? It looks like a, like, a, like, a, like a laser tag gun or a gun that they use in like Star Wars or something. That's what it looks like. Set your phasers to stun? Yes. <laughs> Look at it closely. I'm telling you, just tilt it a little bit. You'll see. It looks like a laser tag gun. How about you? Ones? You, you ever seen the the logo for Qantas? That's what I think it looks like. Qantas. What is that? 
Tia Cantasa. I don't even know how to freaking say it. I'm going to have to show you guys. We need to you're going to be like, wow. We need to put this, this all on social media and and see what... Uh, what what the what everybody thinks Quantas? if not that if not that it looks like um to me it looks like almost like a dolphin jumping out of the water like bent over a little i don't know Quantas looks like a kangaroo it is a kangaroo I think. yeah so you're saying that it looks like a kangaroo without a tail yeah huh. hmm. hold on i think my mine mine is the best one so far what what was not even said anything I like the best so far the, the one. Groundhog. <laughs> so the turn 13 that's like around the head. Then pass turn one and two and all the way to like turn eight. That's like the tail. Turn nine and ten is like the upper back. All right. Yes, he's kind it of looks like, me. It looks, like, like gun. it looks like a laser tag gun. We're going to put this on social media so you guys can see. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you saying? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you said a groundhog? Yeah. That has to be the, the skinniest groundhog I've ever seen in my life, bro. No, like turn thirteen, which is pretty much right before the, the you know the start finish line, or the last turn you could say. That's mm-hmm. the head. Then turn one, two, all the way to turn eight is the tail. Turn nine is the upper back, nine and ten, mm-hmm. and then you know the hump, whatever they have by their back. I say that's. What I, I think you're traumatized by the groundhog in your backyard. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like South America. You shouldn't have said that, bro. They're gonna come after you. Peter's gonna Peter. come after Peter. you, bro. I'm Peter. sorry. Shouldn't have said that. So sorry. it looks like a laser tag gun. What do we think this track is gonna be? It looks very tight. It looks like it's not gonna be very friendly towards overpassing. Uh there's two DRS zones. Uh other than that, it's it, there's not a lot of 90, 90 degree turns here. There's great. Yeah, exactly. Um I don't know. What do you, uh, I I can't say I'm excited for what we're going to see here. I think the only thing that we can get excited about weather is going to matter. Well, the temperature is going to matter. It's supposed to be real cold. It's supposed to yes. be cold and it might rain. Wee! So that'll bring up the field together. I don't, I don't I don't recall the year, but is this the year where in one of the turns like eight cars went out, five or six cars went out? It was in the mm. rubber ring. It was? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Google it. The Google machine. Am I look it up and, and get back to us? I I listen. I don't think we're gonna see anything different than we've seen the whole year. As far as results. The midfield, how's it gonna look? Well, you know what? Let's jump right into it. Let's go into our predictions. I'm going to go first because I think it's going to be pretty chalky. I think it's going to be Hamilton, Bottas, and Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah. First but is there a good, you don't think, uh, you don't think uh, um, Verstappen uh, might get ahead of Bottas? Bottas. No, I Valtteri think. Bottas. No, I, I don't think so. I, I, no, I don't. Um, why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I here's it. I think this track suits the Mercedes perfectly, and it's gonna be cold. So we know that the Mercedes struggles well if it, when it's hot. It's gonna be cold. So the Mercedes are not gonna have any of their heating issues. It's a track perfectly suited for them because they're great aerodynamically and they have the best engine. So that's why I would say that it's going to be <laughs> the same top three. 
Hamilton, Bottas, and Verstappen. Who's your best of the rest? Best of the rest. Sergio Perez. Wow. Ruben, what do you got as predictions? Yeah, pretty much the the top the top three are still gonna be there. We just Lewis, Bottas, Max. Uh best of the rest. I don't know. I mean, McLaren is up for having a good race. I'll go Lando Norris. No, I think my best of the rest is gonna be the it's gonna be Daniel Ricardo. I I just don't see any other driver. And then I don't see any other. Renault has just come on so strong that I I don't really see it being anybody else. I don't see Renault doing well in this race because Renault does good in fast tracks, mm -hmm. but fast tracks that are longer, they have that have a longer like a spa, yeah, like a spa or a Silverstone, or or even in in in. In 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 Mugello, where Russia. you had a really long straight that you can well, get, mean, get some speed, we you don't we have that, that here. From eleven to tw turns eleven to twelve out to the chicane, we have that. A yeah, bit. but it's not that long. It's not as long as Mugello. It's not as long as these Russia. long in Russia or or even in in Silverstone. It's just they're not long. They're they're nice bits of track, but they're not long. So I don't see the Renaults doing well there. I do see. The racing points there, and both and cars have, are gonna both cars are gonna have the upgrades, and they have the tracing point, you know the the yeah. clone. They, they have they, they have, probably they, they have probably that Mercedes be, engine four or five. The the upgrades seem to be working really well, and now both cars are gonna have them. That's why I think that Sergio how, how and Sergio race? Perez did really well last race, but he didn't have the upgrades. So. He didn't. That's the whole point. So now he's going to have the upgrades. I don't think they have the the they. He's like he's gonna be like, you want to get rid of me? No problem. They have they've been able to work on the upgrade, but results have not been shown because Lance has not been able to finish in both both races. No, but yeah. So, but I still don't think that Lance Stroll is a better driver. I'm just glad Paris. we have a race in Germany. I think every year if one does not have a race in Germany, yeah, they sport, alternate. They, no, no, they've but been the, alternating. Yeah. But the sport misses out. Yes, I think Germany. Because of all the car manufacturers that they have in the country and also the history of, you know, building cars and all the other stuff. Just having that North for track, you know, mm -hmm. in your country should be a way for you to have a F1 race there. Not, not the, actual, the actual track, but you have to host a race. And you usually get pretty good races when you race in Germany. Always, yeah. yeah. Most of the time. And, and the, and and the, the fans weather support and everything. Yeah, and the course. fans support it because the fans do come out. Yeah. Not and, this year. No, not this year, but like for example, I think Germany's is should be fan wise and you know and race history wise right there by Italy, right you know right right under it as far as like you know that they deserve to have F one at their you know at their country. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll see. Yep. I mean, again, what sucks is that we're we're gonna be looking in the midfield for something interesting to happen and we're not going to be looking at the top three. Nah, we won't. <laughs> the midfield is where it goes. Not until 2026. Or, so, <laughs> or if, 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 if it's really entertaining to you, you could watch maybe Kimi, George Russell, and Beto battle in the back. <laughs> okay, we forgot to mention one thing. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, if he wins, as we are predicting, yes, he would hit, sir. in Germany, Michael Schumacher, he would, Tie, tie we'll Michael Schumacher. Schumacher's record. For the most wins. It's not F1 a bad place to history. have it on. So on that note, 
I'm going to close it out unless you gentlemen have anything else to add. No. Beautiful. So we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Also on YouTube, Jump to Start Racing Podcast. And on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Jump to Start F1. Sorry, I didn't have my headphones on. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher for podcast platforms. At Jump to Start F1 for social media. And on YouTube as Jump to Start Racing Podcast. Make sure to hit us up. Posted some good stuff today. Asking what the map would look like or what it looks like to you. Asking for responses. Um, And then also posted today the McLaren Senna decked out in a Carlos Sainz trim, which looks really nice. Really, really nice. That is a very nice look. Yes. Aside from that, guys, enjoy the race. Have fun. Peace. Yeah.